Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Eastern, 12 Central. We've got NFL preseason games tonight. For the first time in two years, we'll have a full NFL preseason week one. Excited for that, no doubt. Some afternoon baseball going on as well. NBA Summer League and the Field of Dreams game is tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern. I'm interested in that for sure. Let's get to our headlines here. As we begin the show, you heard Chris's. Here are ours. Cam Newton, Mac Jones, both going to play tonight for the New England Patriots. So, could be interesting to see that first half of uh, of the Patriots playing tonight for the first time with Mac Jones. Cam Newton's first preseason game with New England, too. Remember, we didn't have preseason last year. J.R. Smith, former Cleveland Cavaliers champ, enrolls at NCAT and A&T, wants to also play for the golf team. When I read this and I check the name, pretty much figure, okay, J.R. Smith. Yep, I get it. Makes sense. <laughs> Yankees and White Sox will face off in the Field of Dreams game in Iowa tonight. That's 7 o'clock Eastern. Very curious to see how that looks on television for sure. And Las Vegas has emerged as the front runner for the MLS's 30th franchise. I feel Davis like not only will the MLS get a franchise there, but I feel like Major League Baseball may end up there as well. It would not shock me if the NBA did too. Vegas is certainly, now that sports betting is more common and of course legal in about half the country, it only should make sense that Vegas gets their lion's share of professional sports teams. So I don't think that we're going to see the end of this anytime soon. Yeah. And by the way, every team that gets added to the MLS, like let's get to 40 teams and let's do promotion and relegation in the MLS. It would be amazing. I would love this for there to be, you know, the way that they do soccer in England, the way they do it in France, the way they do it over in Europe. I would love for that pyramid of soccer to come to the United States. Cause that would mean that uh, you know, like, like and, and St. Louis, by the way, is eventually getting a team. It got uh, it got hamstrung yes. by the coronavirus. It got pushed back a year. But like, I would love that. And if you've never been to an MLS game, Craig, I imagine you probably have not. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like it's act like the the tickets are cheap. Soccer seating compare soccer seating to football seating, basketball, hockey. It's amazing. You can see the whole pitch. You're right up next to it. You can hear the players talk. The uh, and because it is, it's you know, it's not as popular as those other sports. It uh, it doesn't uh, destroy your wallet the way like if I go to a Chiefs game, right? Like let's say this this year, I take one weekend off from DR. I say, look, guys, I'm taking the weekend off. I'm going to a Chiefs game. That's a five hundred dollar day. Maybe honestly, maybe even more. Right? Tickets, parking food, Ubers, you know, all, all of those things. It's going to be a huge thing. You could go to an MLS game. You could take your your wife, your girlfriend, your kid if you want, and you could do like, you know, 80 bucks for the tickets, 40 bucks for food, you know, maybe another 40 bucks for beer if that's if that's what you do. It's, it's like a nice night out on town. That was my favorite thing to do in Kansas City was to go to the MLS games. Yeah, and, and you're right. I've never been, and, uh, and I definitely think it's cool. I understand here in South Florida, a lot of people – uh, very much enjoy that Miami FC. I know they're trying to land big players here too. 
Um, but, you know, we'll kind of see the direction of the way that this goes. I look forward to me eventually. I mean, Las Vegas is the one place that I was so disappointed to not be able to go to to watch an NFL game. I really wanted to see the Raiders play there. And it's like, I thought for sure, Davis, this is the year I'm going to do it. And now I don't even know. It's like with everything happening again, I'm like, oh, my gosh, am I going to have to wait another year to see this? Because I can only imagine what the environment is going to be in that stadium. Um, Let's get to a quick injury here. Rashad Bateman, uh, who, you know, it's like no one knows anything, Davis, about injuries. Clearly, 24 hours ago, it's like, oh, everything should be okay. Now it's like a core injury of some kind, going to have surgery. And you know what happens with wide receivers that miss time in training camp and miss regular season time. Like, I mean, what what could Rashad Bateman even be this year? Like, I feel like we're going to be waiting toward 2022 with this one. This is so, this is really bumming me out, man. I really liked Bateman. I really liked Lamar. Like, I, I, I you know, I, I love, I love those guys. Like, I love the Ravens, but... Yeah, I, I said this the other day, or I said this uh, on Tuesday when we were doing this show. I said he's given me real Jalen Rager vibes. Remember, Rager came in, mm-hmm. immediately got right. hurt, uh, got hurt, came back, got hurt again, and had to have surgery in the middle of the season. Hopefully, Bateman is able to avoid the re-injury part of that. But I'm just getting real bummed out. Like, there's just no other way for me to say it. I'm getting real bummed out with all of these vibes from Rashad Bateman because I wanted him to be good I wanted him to be good and I wanted the Ravens to be good but it looks like Sammy Watkins Marquise Brown and and lots of tight ends is going to be the direction that the Ravens offense is headed in yeah and by the way any surprise J.R. Smith is the name that we're talking about here wanting to do crazy things in college right like 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 he's a name that you would say oh yeah it makes sense right this is my favorite part of fan of uh, of like I love J.R. Smith. Like this was the my like when we I looked at our outline, I was like, this is a great story. Like him playing college golf at Texas A and M, that's amazing. Yeah, and and I think it's it, the story is not done. This guy is just a different character, a lot of fun. I'll never forget that game in the Cavs where he didn't know how much time was left in the game. We got that great meme of LeBron putting his hands up. Uh, great character, J.R. Smith, for sure. All right, we're off and running here in the second hour of our show. We've got take them or leave them coming up. We're going to dive through some average draft positions in fantasy fi- football and help you win your fantasy league. And here's another way that you can win. Starting this Sunday at 8 a.m., Fantasy Football Game Day returns to the air here on SportsGrid, a live two-hour fantasy football show hosted by me, along with Joe Pizapia and Matt Stryker. We'll preview that show coming up for you in about 10 minutes. Joe Pizapia of Fantasy Pros and the Fantasy Black Book is going to join us here on the show. We'll find out who Joe's guys are coming up in 2021. We return in a few minutes here on Fantasy Sports Today. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.
draft in your fantasy football league. It sounds like Chris Kofsky's got a fantasy football league coming up this weekend. Most of you I know are going to wait a couple more weeks like me. You're in uh, team wait. That's fine. Davis is in team uh, 100 by now. We're going to play a little take them or leave them. Take a look at some players that you could consider drafting in fantasy this year. We'll get Davis's opinions and certainly mine too. We'll start off with Tom Brady. One of the greatest of all time in the NFL, probably the greatest of all time, according to most. His ADP this year uh, has moved up a little bit from last year. He's moved up to about the ninth, 10th round in fantasy football. Last year he was going after, and uh, there was a point last season where it looked like the right call to not take him early because he didn't know how many downs there were in a game. But then after that, he went crazy, 4,600 yards, 43 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions, And this is the age-old question, Davis in fantasy. It's the Peyton Manning. It's the Dan Marino. It's the David Ortiz. It's the Nelson Cruz. Like We we go through this in fantasy. LeBron James. Like, when is it going to end? We just don't know. And Tom Brady, for me, even though I have him in a dynasty league, I just have a strict rule. I don't take guys at the end because I don't want to take that chance. And it's burned me in the past. David Ortiz went on for like three, four more years after I wouldn't take him anymore. But... I, I just don't do this in fantasy. I like to take the young guy with upside, but I'd be wrong. Last year, Brady did it again. Yeah, so it's funny. The projections that we do on sportsgrid.com, I, I'm not really injecting much opinion in those, right? Those are algorithmically based. Now, I, I, you know, I do the inputs and everything, but they are. it's what the numbers say they are. And I had Tom Brady last year projected as my fifth highest scoring quarterback but I had him ranked as I, I, if I recall correctly, I think I had him ranked as my ninth or 10th highest scoring quarterback, which meant I did not get Tom Brady in a ton of my drafts last year. But if you want to make the analogy, David Ortiz's final season for Boston at the age of 40, 38 home runs, only struck out 13% of the time, 315 batting average, and actually had the third highest weighted on base average of his career. I mean, look, Tom Brady, can you, I mean, I think probably, I don't know if he knows when to say when. I think Ortiz knew when to say when. My guess is that Brady is literally going to push this as far as possible to the point to where no no team will even sign him or want to deal with him being a starting quarterback. But, of course, there is a possibility that he knows, I mean, certainly Tom Brady knows his body better than any of us. He knows his ability better than any of us know his ability. And I think that if he's confident I got to be confident in him too. I guess the reason why I don't take him very often is that he often goes in a range of drafts where Matthew Stafford is there. I definitely prefer Matthew Stafford. I even prefer Trey Lance. Now, Trey Lance is not going to start all the games, so you got to take someone else with him to start for those first couple games. But I think Trey Lance has better upside. I think even Fields has better upside. So it's not that I'm sitting here telling you, don't take Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady's a bad pick. I think Brady can pretty clearly be a top 10 fantasy quarterback again. But the way I'm structuring my teams, I am not taking Brady all that often. Yeah. The, the one thing that I that I do side on the Brady uh, train a little bit more than I would have in, in terms of players in the past is because in the history of me watching football, Davis, and this is no indictment, I think it's the right call but you will never find another quarterback in NFL history that the referees will not allow the other player to touch. They they will not allow Tom Brady to get hit high, low, anywhere else. He gets hit. It's 15 yards. It's probably the right call. He he is bringing in millions and millions of dollars for people that watch the NFL. Uh, They will not allow him to get hurt Davis. It it will not happen. And I've never seen that before in, in the history of the league. But I, I saw it play out last year and even the year before. And he has that going for him. That keeps him on the field. Ben Roethlisberger, they'll let him get hit a million times. They don't care. But not Brady. Can't touch the guy. Okay, okay. Uh, let's move on to Travis Fulgham of the Philadelphia Eagles. We know they've had some issues in training camp. And we'll see what happens in the preseason with who's able to play and not. And last year, there, I know that, Davis, you mentioned there was a period of time where he really excelled. His ADP is 215. So he's like a last-round pick in most leagues. And, and I know that you took him, I believe, in a league that we did recently. So uh, take him or leave him here with Fulgham in the 20th round. Yeah, I did. I took him in the Razbull draft that we did with my 20th round selection because I am pretty confident that come week one, Travis Fulgham is going to be starting on the outside for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's getting 
pushed a little bit in camp by uh, a guy by the name of Quez Watkins, who was a, I think, a seventh round pick last season. Quez Watkins didn't play at all to start the year and then replaced John Hightower towards the end of the year. But remember, Travis Fulgham had that crazy run where over a month of the season last year, he was the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. No one was scoring more points than him. I, I believe it was from week eight to week 12. He was the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. And then when Alshon Jeffrey came back from the physically unable to perform list, they moved Travis Fulgham to the bench. And Fulgham told the media in preseason this year that he was effectively benched because he told the coaches, I'm better than Alshon Jeffrey. I'm better than him. Why are you playing this guy? And, you know, basically it's like, oh, you know, guy has a bad attitude. Guy is questioning our decision making. So we are we are putting him on the bench. New coaching staff, new front office. They're doing things in a new way. I, I actually think there's a non-zero chance that Fulgham is just better than Rager and that Devonta Smith is not ready to play yet this year. If Jalen Rager is injured or just not very good, if Devonta Smith's uh, hamstring injury does not heal itself by week one, we're still waiting to, to hear on that. I think we could see a lot of targets, especially in the red zone for Travis Fulgham. So I, I really like taking him where he goes. I, I think that uh, I think his true draft position should be much higher. All right. Now let's let's get to a fascinating one for me because I, I can't I refuse to believe Davis, that Alexander Madison is is going to join this list of of running backs that are backups that we all want to see play and is not good, you know. And there's a list of those. Like at the top, I got Christian Michael. Remember him, who used to play for Dallas and Seattle, and we all wanted him to play. And then when he did, he really never did anything. And that's kind of what happened last year to Alexander Madison and the Minnesota Vikings, whose ADP is 137. I mean, this guy is being drafted like a flex starter because of his ability but when he got the ball last year and 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 got a chance to play it wasn't nearly as good as we thought it was going to be I had him in a league last year Davis I just drafted him at the beginning refused to cut him I'm just I'm like I'm just gonna hang on to him until he gets his chance because Dalvin Cook is gonna get hurt and, and he's being drafted like that again this season so I'm feeling like next year Madison is on some other team like some bad team I don't know pick one Detroit somewhere else where he's getting his chance, getting his 200 carries. I don't know if he'll make the most of it, but what do you make of him this year at his ADP? I, what's interesting about Alexander Madison is he's mostly been fine when he has gotten playing time, but we, we kind of uh, have a bad taste in our mouth because if you remember, the game that he got to start last year was that game against Atlanta, right? Dalvin Cook was out. They immediately fell behind 14 points. Uh, Kirk Cousins threw a pick six on the first possession of the game. So they were chasing the whole game, which meant that they were playing Amir Abdullah on third downs, and they were playing a little bit of Mike Boone. So it's just like, you know, he never really had the chance. Then, week 17, they're resting guys, and he's fine. 21 carries, 95 yards, a touchdown, uh, three targets, three receptions, uh, and also had a receiving touchdown, you know, two touchdowns in that game. So I, I think Madison has the same upside he's always had, honestly. You know, I, I think that probably if Dalvin Cook were to get injured, he would be one of the premium handcuffs, especially now that Mike Boone is gone. Mike Boone is now in Denver. The other running backs on the roster, Amir Abdullah, he's not a pre- – like he just will barely play. And then they they got this guy from Iowa State and Kenne and Wangu, who is like a real physical freak. But I think he had like 850 total rushing yards in college. He's more of like a kick and punt returner. So I, I actually think his upside is probably even better this year than it has been in years past when Mike Boone was also on the roster. Yeah, it's really interesting for me with him because I really am waiting for him to get an opportunity. We'll see if it happens this year in Minnesota. Maybe it goes along the lines of what happened in Cleveland where Nick Chubb got to play along with Kareem Hunt. Speaking of which, Joe Pizapia is going to join us next. And Nick Chubb is one of his guys in 2021. So with Joe in the Black Book and over at Fantasy Pros, he tells us who he's in on and who he's out on in 2021. Stay on the grid. He'll join us next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Today, as we've been talking about throughout the week, this coming Sunday at 8 a.m., you're in for a special treat because Fantasy Sports Today is actually back in a different way as Joe Pizapia and myself and Matt Stryker every Sunday starting at 8 a.m. this Sunday host Fantasy Game Day. You may be asking, why are you doing this before game day? Well, we're getting you ready on Sunday mornings, preparing you for the upcoming fantasy football season. And, of course, Joe Pizapia, who hosted with me here on Fantasy Sports Today and on many other different things in the past, is back yet again to host with me again. It is great to see you, Joe. How's your football season going? It's going very well, I got to tell you. And my football season never ends, unlike yours. I know you like to prepare a few uh, minutes before the draft starts. But for all of us other lunatics, we've been doing this for months and months. And I got to say, I feel like I am now second probably to your wife in terms of days and hours spent with Craig Mish in his life. Maybe his wife, maybe his parents, Joe Pizapia third, but that's okay. It's a nice place to be. I'll take the bronze. It, it was it was interesting that I, I think today, it may have been today or yesterday, I, I told my wife I got to go record an interview. And she's like, oh, who are you doing one with Joe Pizapia? She looked at me, she goes, Joe Pizapia? Again? You're working with him again? <laughs> Not that I'm like, guy. yeah, actually we are. We're working on Sundays together. She goes, oh, great. Okay. Um, okay, so you you know what you know what I find interesting is that uh, we are going to do the show Sunday morning. I guess mm-hmm. we should kind of start off with that. You've been doing it the last few years mm-hmm. right here on Sports Grid with Matt Stryker, and so uh, I appreciate you guys having me along for the ride this year. But let's just kind of start off with our expectations for what we'll be doing, Joe, over the next uh, almost month before the season begins. Well, I can't believe you've thrown yourself into this because this is quite a crew this early in the morning. Let me tell you, we have a good time over there. Matt Stryker and I have uh, a lot of fun. We have a very interesting relationship, a lot of repartee between us, uh, but a lot of love, uh, especially. And what we do is we usually break down all the DFS stuff, all the FanDuel plays for the first hour, obviously all the biggest news and things that are breaking. Then in hour two, we kind of shift focus to those season-long fantasy leagues, the starts, the sits, also maybe some discussion about trades and values and all that good stuff. So it really is your full-service fantasy football Sunday, and that's what's so great. We are able to really do everything, and there's no other place you're going to find a two-hour dedicated fantasy show. Maybe a half hour here on this network, an hour most somewhere else. No, 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 not on SportsGrid. All of it. Two full hours with three glorious hosts and is going to be an absolutely fantastic time. And uh, I can't wait, man. I'm telling you, looking forward. This is going to be the third or fourth year now of me doing that early Sunday. And I like it. We get up there, we get going, we get our football on, and we get you ready for your Sunday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it all season long for sure. For me, it'll help me each and every week get ready as well. And I think that's the the most important thing. So, um, okay, so so I guess where I want to start with you this this uh, this fantasy football season because this is the first time that we've talked, and and you know that we do this back and forth. Like last year, as an example, you'll like a guy like Kareem mm-hmm. Hunt; he'll have a great year, and I'll give you no credit whatsoever. Right, and, and then I'll find somebody else like you know Leonard Fournette who didn't have a good year. And then I'll focus on that guy and just yes. pretend like the good never happened. That's just kind of the thing that I do with you. And, you know, it gets you going a little bit. So I guess to kind of set the record straight and we can do this again on Sunday. <laughs> uh-huh. And and I, and I have listened to your podcast and thing, and I, and I feel like I know 
some of who you like. Mm-hmm. But I really don't know that I know who who the black book and who Joe Pizzapia loves in fantasy in 2021. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know if it's based, you know, some of it I know that you're an intelligent drafter and you'll base it on ADP and value and all of that good stuff. Right. But are there, Joe, a couple of guys who I just know this season that you're just going to be jumping up and down for oh, and, yeah. like, and apologizing for for like five weeks no matter what happens? Like, like who who are your guys <laughs> this year? Well, I can tell you Kareem Hunt is not one of them this year. Okay. Instead, I am in the Chubb Club. You see, my uh, my allegiance doesn't last very long. It goes season to season. And last year I thought Kareem Hunt was going to be able to finish as an RB1 along with Nick Chubb, and they did, and that's a good thing. But – More importantly, it's about the evolution of that. And if you watched carefully last year in Cleveland, you saw Nick Chubb in the latter part of the season really just just take off in that offense. And also how important it was to establish Nick Chubb, how good he was so that Baker Mayfield could run that play action efficiently. Because the best version of Baker Mayfield that we've seen in the NFL so far is exactly that. It's the guy who's running the play action, has a single focus, where to throw the football. So to me, Nick Chubb is one of the better values in that late first round. Also, Najee Harris is a guy going to be all over. Uh, in the black book, historically, there's been only two rookies in 10 years of doing the black book, actually 10 plus now, that we had in a first round grade. It was Ezekiel Elliott in his rookie season. It was Saquon Barkley in his rookie season. And Najee Harris is right close right now. We haven't quite put him there, but he's right at that turn. And it's because although there's some challenges with the Sewers offensive line, the talent of Najee Harris is all world. And you are the guy who has been my college football guru. And you kept saying to me for a while now, you got to see, you got to watch Najee Harris. You got to watch the whole games, check him out. Don't just watch the highlights and color me incredibly impressed. And I will tell you this. I think this year he's coming at a value where I think he's going to finish as a top 10 RB, but you don't have to draft him as a top 10 RB. So that's another guy, one of Joe's guys that are must haves. And I understand the line is a problem, but but look at Carolina. That line's a problem, too. Christian McCaffrey's very good. It's a little chicken in the egg sometimes when it comes to running backs in good fantasy seasons. Sometimes you do have the great offensive line. Sometimes it's an okay offensive line, and the talent wins out. I just think the balance coming to that Steelers offense that's so necessary, that was the thing that really crushed them in the latter part of the season and obviously in the playoffs, they're going to get back to a little bit more of a balance there. And then in terms of wide receivers, I know for me, uh, it's certainly C.D. Lamb, a uh, guy that I thought was going to make that jump last year uh, and this year being drafted as a wide receiver, two that I think can become a wide receiver one. That is the key to winning a lot of drafts is when you have guys that you see, you can make a jump. If you load up on running backs early, you can look at guys at wide receiver three, three who could become twos, twos who become ones. And if you can consistently find those guys and target them, that gives you a big value that elevates all your scoring potential on your team. T. Higgins is another player I'm very much on. Jamar Chase is terrific. I'm a little worried about Joe Burrow. I want the mental, the physical, all to kind of come together these next few weeks. He's one of those guys where preseason really matters. But I think T. Higgins right now, considering Chase didn't play for a full year, might take him a little while to kind of get going and find his footing again. And T. Higgins is another one of those players I think underutilized. Brandon Ayuk, I think another guy who has a lot of upside as well. So there are some guys out there. They're the Joe guys, the must-have guys, and those are a few of them. All right. Well, I I think that that's interesting. And I'll take my little notes here as we go along. And certainly Lamb is someone, too, that that I'm very big on. And I'm trying as hard as I can in some of these early leagues to get him. But he's moved up quite a bit. We'll wait to see what happens, you know, obviously with Dak Prescott. So there's obviously with the good, there's the bad. And and I and I'm guessing because knowing you like I do with fantasy, there are some players that obviously if they fall far enough, you end up with them and you say, okay, I just couldn't, you know, not pass on the guy at this point. But as far as the black book and as far as your opinions, who are the players that you find yourself, Joe, not taking at all this year and that you're predicting, I guess, uh, will will not have a good fantasy football season? Well, you're always right. There's every guy at his cost, right? So at the right cost, you can consider any player. Right now, the current cost of guys, especially on the Eagles like Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders, I struggle with. Sanders especially because they brought in more running backs, right? You drafted Kenneth Gainwell. You went ahead and you, you still have Boston Scott there. You added Carryon Johnson. There's just a muddy feeling there to that backfield and a new coaching staff. So you're really not sure exactly what's going to happen. I know Sanders doesn't have to have 20 touches a game to be successful. But at the same time, you want to be able to get him 15 or so as a fantasy asset where you got to take him at somewhere around 16, 17 overall as a running back. And that, to me, is not a price I want to pay for him. I'd much rather have a Chris Carson. I'd much rather have uh, even pay up for a Travis Etienne 
in that kind of a spot if I'm looking for upside because I'm just concerned a little bit about what Sanders really can do. Jalen Hurts is another one, too. A lot of the fantasy community is falling in love with Jalen Hurts and the upside. It's starting to come back down to earth a little bit because rightfully so. When you look at that offense, the offensive line is still okay. They they really didn't have a complete makeover. They didn't all of a sudden become great year over year. You look around, they have Devontae Smith, but he's a rookie. Jalen Rager has not looked good in camp. And once again, new coaching staff that may or may not believe in him as their quarterback of the future. So there's a lot to dissect there. And a lot of people just say, well, he's got all the rushing talent, so that's all you need. Well, you need a little bit more than that, too, because if you're not playing the position well, you might get pulled from that position potentially. So I like him as a second quarterback in Superflex, or if you're going to take him late, you back him up with a Kirk Cousins or another boring veteran quarterback that you can get. I think the upside's there. I just don't want to pay top six, seven, eight value for Jalen Hurts. So those are two guys in particular for me. Um, also, when you're looking, Mike Evans concerns me, too, uh, a guy who has been incredibly steady, but he's just fighting for targets now. And last year he made up for a lot of the lack of targets with a, a lot of touchdowns that made up a huge amount of his fantasy points. However, I think when you're looking right now at Godwin and Antonio Brown, Gronk is back there. They've got some other young wide receivers there too, who can get the job done and they've got two running backs. So Tom Brady is just going to continue to spread the ball around mm -hmm. and I could have Antonio Brown four or five rounds later and maybe get similar equity when all is said and done in terms of productivity. So for me, the paying the top 12 price for Mike Evans is not a price that I feel comfortable with compared to, say, C.D. Lamb or or even guys like Terry McLaurin or Allen Robinson around that same range. Yeah, well, we're going to have Joe back on the show uh, tomorrow on Friday, and, and we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this. How, how, have you done fantasy baseball this year, Joe? Like, where, oh, yeah, where is, every day, five yeah, days a week. I was, I was going to say, I know that you do the, the Line Star podcast, but – like, do you find because of no? Uh, we're actually just doing fantasy pros uh, leading off every day, Monday through Friday, uh, nine a.m. We do a live baseball show every day. Okay. Um. And, and do you have you found yourself more or less engaged in baseball this year? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I've been in, more engaged in baseball than I was last year because last year was such a difficult yeah, fantasy awesome. season with the sixty yeah. games and the shortened seasons, and it also started right around the time where you know I get busiest with football. So that was kind of difficult, but very engaged. And I learned a good lesson from my friend Craig Mish. Take your time, target the things you like when it comes to wagering. And I got Otani at 650. And I got Bryce Harper at 30 to one and 18 wow. to one. So fingers crossed, Craig Mish, we're going to Sizzler if things work out. <laughs> I mean, Otani, we talked about last year, and that didn't happen. So I'm, I'm glad uh, that you doubled down on that this year for sure. Definitely was the right move, no question. All right, uh, we got to take a break here on Fantasy Sports today. We got Fantasy or Reality coming up next, Sports Grid 60, and then we'll wrap it up. Joe will be back with us tomorrow, though. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome back. 
back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Of course, the NFL preseason is tonight. And for those of you who are interested in the wagering aspect, of course, you'll be watching us here on Sports Grid. But you can also get the analysis by following us on social media, on Twitter, at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV. Of course, you can follow Davis at Davis Maddock. He'll give you all of his takes throughout the day and throughout the night as to what is happening there. And of course, after our shows are over, we grab the clips, we put them on SportsGrid and SportsGrid TV. Follow those two sites there. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Craig Mish, for just some cynical baseball talk, probably over the next couple of months, no doubt about that. But uh, Davis, uh, we're ready for a little fantasy or reality. And, you know, before we get to that, I know that this this uh, sports grid, I've been doing this here now for a couple of years. And uh, and I know you have a nice looking background there. You got your new background there. Nice, uh, you know, your books that, you've re- that you're reading there. I see a skateboard there. And I've really enjoyed this background here for two years. But the powers that be have asked for the upgrade and uh, knock on my door in the last 15 minutes and they have come. And I would tell you that very soon in the next week or so, my background studio will be looking a lot more like your background studio. So this nice uh, Gators picture that you see off to the left here and uh, the baseball card of Ken Griffey Jr. And a lot of the other things are going to have to go away. It's time for a new look for football season. I'm for a new look. I'll, I'll miss your I'll miss your old background, of course. You know, I, I hope to see much more much more additions. But hey, you know, you'll be able to have you'll be able to put some of your cards up there. You know, you'll be able to get uh, a nice little stand for some of them. Probably won't won't that be won't that be nice? You know, like you like you'll be able to you'll be able to incorporate no. some real life stuff. They they never would have put a skateboard up on my old background, but now I get to put my <laughs> now true. I get to put my skateboard up there. You know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I got to go to my storage unit because over there, I mean, I, I don't know exactly. I know this is going to sound crazy, but I'm going to guess I must have 50 helmets at my storage unit, literally. Like I, I may have 50 college football helmets over there. I used to do another TV show about 10 years ago and I had nowhere to put them. And, and, and they didn't, and they were like, yeah, you just get rid of them. I'm like, I'm not getting rid of these helmets. Like these are real full size college football helmets and finally going to be able to put them to good use here on the show. I don't think I have NFL. I may have a couple dolphins, Rams, a few others. Um, But anyway, if you're watching this show and you're used to seeing me like this, I think next week I'm going to look a little bit different. So don't shed a tear. Brett Levy is here for fantasy or reality. Brett, what do we got? All right, Craig. Well, we're going over to the baseball diamond because the Braves get an injured player back. Travis Darno, who's been out since the very beginning of the year, came back to the Braves lineup, I believe, yesterday. So we got to ask because this race is really tight. Davis, we'll start with you for this one. Travis Darno is a big addition to the Braves lineup. Is this a fantasy or reality? You know what? Travis Darno is actually a big addition to this lineup. You you'd think maybe like, oh, well, you know, what's really what's really the difference? But the Braves have been patching over catcher with uh, you know, sticky tape and bubble gum and paper clips over the last couple months of the season. Uh, you know, the the guys they 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 have 36-year-old Steven Vogt in there getting plate appearances. They have uh Kavon Smith who has just been floating around like the bottom of Major League Baseball for a long time. He was on the White Sox. He was on the Angels. He was on the Rays. He got cut by a uh, – I think he got cut by the Rays. Craig, Craig, you can correct me on that. He got cut by some team this year off the 40 roster. <laughs> well, he got cut by another team before the Braves. He got cut by another team before the Braves, and they were giving yeah. him plate appearances. And Darno is a – I mean, this guy's not like Mickey Mantle at the plate or anything like that, but he is a a very good defensive catcher, Brett. You'll remember that from his time with the New York Mets, that even when – and he was a a mega prospect. He was such a prospect that I even knew about him before he came to the New York Mets, but he's a good defensive catcher. Career 314, weighted on base average. Last year uh, in 44 games, 184 plate appearances, he had a 392 weighted on base average hit, uh, 321 with nine home runs in limited plate appearances. This is a huge addition for them. They need everything they can get. They're in this race for the NL East. They are dead tied 
with the Philadelphia Phillies. They're one game ahead of the Mets. And how poetic for Brett's Mets to have finally given up on, on Darno, decided they weren't going to pay him, and he's going to come back and he's going to help lead the Braves to an NL East win <laughs> over the New York Mets. Yeah, I know, Davis, you like the Braves there. Listen, I like the Braves at the beginning of the season, but you may end up being right. I mean, I don't know. Phillies are winning today. The most interesting part of this conversation is we could do this with a lot of teams. If Davis, you remember the beginning of the face, uh, beginning of the face, uh, baseball season, Darno is out for the year. Oh, no. Guess what? He's back. <laughs> like, this is a huge addition. Eloy Jimenez. Oh, he's out for the Oh, he's back now for the Chicago West. Chris Sale. He's out for the year. Oh, no, he's back, too. I think all of them are huge additions. And for the Braves specifically to not have Acuna and to get this guy back behind the plate, you're right. Kevin Smith, boy, the Braves fans had had enough of him. He just couldn't hit at all. And, and yeah, I, this is a massive upgrade for them. Atlanta is in it. And the Phillies are in it. And who knows? Maybe Brett's Mets get back. Maybe maybe Francisco Lindor, Jacob deGrom, and Noah Syndergaard all come back at the same time and they run through September. I mean, I doubt it, but like it's it's a possibility. So reality for me, big big addition. Darno, by the way, in the playoffs last year, postseason was amazing. So yes, this is significant. All right. Well, Netflix has a new documentary uh, that came out this week on the malice in the palace. Everyone remembers this: a big brawl between the Pacers and the Detroit Pistons at the end of a regular season game. Ron Artest involved, Jermaine O'Neal, many Detroit Pistons as well, Rasheed Wallace. So we got to ask, Craig, we'll start with you for this one. You will watch the Malice at the Palace documentary on Netflix. Is this a fantasy or reality? Well, first of all, I will say this. It's probably a reality. I actually wanted to watch this last night. And for one reason or another, I think I just fell asleep. I didn't get to it. And I've been watching this other documentary, Cocaine Cowboys, all week long. And I, and I think I just took a break. What, what's, what's funny about this is, first of all, it is interesting and I want to watch it. But what happens with me, Davis, with Netflix is that something comes out and there's two things. The first I talk about a lot here, which is people talk about it. I sort of get the public view on it. If it's hot, if it's trending, I watch it. The other part, too, that's always interesting for Netflix is they seem tr- pretty transparent on their most watched things. So when I put it on, if Malice at the Palace is not in the top seven, I'm like, oh, boy, this is probably not very good. Because when they first come out, they're always like right there at the top. And then I log back on to Netflix. And if I can't find it anymore, it's telling me, oh, my gosh, this is probably not great. And so it is right after Outer Banks being number one. I don't watch that one, but it is still number one on Netflix. And Malice at the Palace is number two. So I'm going to say reality. This is interesting for me. I will watch it. I don't know when, but I will get to it. Yeah, reality for me, too. I'm going to be watching this one. I did also watch Outer Banks. I mean, it's it's bad, but, like, it's, you know, it's good. It's good fluff or whatever. Like, I, I'm not telling everyone out there, like, oh, you got to you gotta go watch uh, the teen uh drama or or whatever you know like uh it's fine malice of the palace i'm interested in i was very young when malice of the palace happened i i've gotten you know lots of stories secondhand for malice in the palace people talk about it on nba podcasts all the time craig i i'm sure you know you remember it from when it actually happened i'm i'm into it you're you're right though netflix that what they do though it's it's uh it's very smart of them but the, the Netflix original series that they really want to do well, they just advertise the crap out of it. They leave it up at yeah. the top. They leave it on the most watched. They, you know, it's the first thing you see when you log in. So the things that they spend the most money on, they definitely they, there's a concerted effort to get people to watch it, which you know, is very smart considering it's all self-contained. Very true. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think tonight I got a shot at it anyway. All right, Brett, let's uh, let's close it out today. Did you see it, Brett? I mean, you, you were in the NBA at this point, weren't you, or no? No, no, I was in middle school. Uh, but That's what I meant. You were like uh, six. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I was definitely remember the Malice at the Palace. Uh, Ron Artest, actually, he was a St. John Red Storm, and he was from Queens. So it was a big story in New York, uh, very big character from new york but we're gonna go to jeopardy for our last uh question on fantasy or reality 
we mentioned that Mike Richards was going to be the host of Jeopardy coming up maybe last week, but it seems like they've uh, made a little last-second audible here, and Jeopardy looks like they may be hiring two hosts, one for the normal Jeopardy, Mike Richards, and one for the big primetime episodes, Mayim Bialik. Uh, so we got to ask, and Davis, we'll start with you, Jeopardy, will make the right call hiring two hosts. Is this a fantasy or reality? Uh, no, this is stupid. Like, I, this, is a, this is a fantasy. What, what are we doing? Like, this is an institution. Everybody loved Alex Trebek. I don't even watch daytime TV. I don't even watch game shows. But, like, I would have a favorable opinion of Alex Trebek. Like, Alex Trebek was every time you saw him on... You know, whatever, he'd be good. He'd make guest appearances. I remember he was on, like, How I Met Your Mother, and he was. Uh, he was, you know, fun and good on that. Like, what, Mike Richards, no one cares about this dude. Like, he, his claim to fame is being an executive producer of other TV shows. Like, I think it was uh, Price is Right, or You Want to Make a Deal or something. And I don't know anything about this other guy. What generated headlines this summer when Aaron Rodgers hosted Jeopardy, right? Hire a celebrity. Hire a good-looking, funny, fashionable celebrity to do this. And nothing has ever been more obvious than that. Like, this is, this is. Uh, I mean, I imagine Jeopardy's probably a billion-dollar brand, maybe even more than that. Like, what, what are they doing, Craig? This is absurd. Well, funny that Mayim Balak is actually a woman, Davis, to, <laughs> to be clear on this. See, there you go. Uh, very popular actress in the 90s on a show named Blossom. But I'm I'm in agreement with you. This is fantasy. LeVar Burton would have been a better host. Ken Jennings would have been a better host. Aaron Rodgers would have been a better host. It makes me think, Davis, honestly, that this had something to do with Alex Trebek leaving and saying, hey, uh, you know, and, and writing a note of some kind before he passed saying, hey, we, I really want this person to be the." I, I cannot figure out how this ended up happening, by the way, with all of the other people that they auditioned and had host this show as guest hosts live. So the show will go on. And, and and this this guy, the executive producer, will probably be an institution on the show and will do a very good job and last a long time. We'll probably be wrong. But for me, I'm in agreement, fantasy. I mean, LeVar Burton would have been fantastic hosting this show, and I don't know why. Um, and he said he wanted to do it, too. They gave him a guest hosting opportunity. Aaron Rodgers was great on this show, too. I, odd for me, at the very least. Makes me think something else is in play. But, hey, whatever they decided, that's their call for sure. And, uh, yeah, I don't watch game shows uh, at all, either during the day or night. That's There's no doubt. All right, uh, we got to take a break here on Fantasy Sports today. Plenty more to come here as we got the Sports Grid 60 coming up next. And then we will be back right here tomorrow at noon Eastern. We'll recap the three games in the preseason. We'll have our fantasy standouts. They will return from the NFL preseason. We'll do that tomorrow on the show. Also, Joe Pizzapia will join us once again. Don't forget, you can catch me, Joe, and Matt Stryker Sunday mornings. 8 a.m. Eastern right here on Fantasy Sports Today. And we'll be right back to wrap things up. So don't go away. Stay on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Um...
seconds of commentary on anything going on in the world in our lives sports or anything else we'll turn it over to davis and see what he closes out our thursday with here on the show davis what do you have today so i've done let's say let's say 200 fantasy football drafts this offseason and, and you know clearly i feel good about my decisions of like yeah this guy is going to be way better than this guy and that offense is going to score a lot of points and that offense isn't going to score a lot of points and this head coach is smart and that head coach is stupid and i need to i definitely need to to make this reminder to myself early i don't know anything the fantasy football season is going to start guys are going to play who i didn't expect to play guys who we expected to play a ton are not going to play at all guys are going to get hurt Quarterbacks are going to perform way under their baseline. Quarterbacks are going to perform way over their baseline. Every year when you go back and look at fantasy football, there are things that came completely out of left field that no one anticipated, that no one knew. So just a, a good reminder to everyone out there, fantasy, wagering, right, all, all these things we do, keep some humility because we really don't know as much as we think we know. I have no problem with that. I'm totally in, in agreement for sure. Um, Jake Arrieta let go today, probably the end of the line uh, by the Chicago Cubs. I didn't even realize the ERA was seven. Um, but, you know, I, I'm sure the reason why Jake Arrieta was let go today by the Cubs was because his ERA was seven. But it also didn't help last night that in the post game, Arietta said to a reporter, uh, why don't you take your mask off uh, while he was in the press box? Obviously, all the reporters have to wear masks in the press box. Um, just a bad look on the way out. And and I've, it probably Arietta wanted to get let go so he could go somewhere else, maybe join his buddy John Lester in St. Louis. I, I don't know. But come on, Jake. You got to know a little bit better than that. Like, you can have your own opinion on stuff, but no reason to have that be the last thing that you said <laughs> to people as a member of the Chicago Cubs. Not the best look for sure. Hey, thank you to LTN. Thank you to our intern, Spencer, our final day with us. Awesome job all summer long, Spencer. We wish you the best. For Danny and Ryan and Brett and my co-host, Davis Maddock, I'm Craig Mish. We'll see you tomorrow here at noon. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.